time to uh, talk a little weird news. What do you have, Mackie? Well, once again, Minnesota back in the weird news. This is getting to be a little too commonplace. You know, we've made fun of Florida and Wisconsin. Exactly. Deservedly so. Mm -hmm. We don't don't want to compete with them. No. Minnesota landlord allegedly set his apartment ablaze while blasting the classic Billy Joel tune, We Didn't Start the Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It is crazy. It is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's sad that these people's house, uh, their uh, apartment building burned down. Neighbors in Duluth say they woke up to the sound of him rocking out to the 1989 tune while breaking things in his second-floor apartment. The landlord was charged with third-degree arson and suffered burn injuries on his arms and legs. He burns his own place. Unbelievable. You can hear the tune. Yeah. Cranked up at the neighbor's place, you know, things being (laughs) smashed. Yeah. It's like uh, World War Three just broke out or something like yeah. that, you know? We didn't start the fire, and the fire is burning. <laughs> Crazy. I wonder if he's thinking when the, you know, it's burning, and then he's thinking, I probably shouldn't have, I should, probably should have got the stereo outside. He's going to lose his tunes. Taco John's is winning the Taco Tuesday fight. The Wyoming-based chain has owned the trademark for Taco Tuesday since 1989. Taco Bell has filed a legal petition to cancel the trademark registration. Even NBA star LeBron James is on board to free the phrase, but the beef is backfiring. Taco John's is running a special Taco Tuesday deal through May 31st and has seen an increase in sales and traffic since Taco Bell started the crusade. So Taco Bell's got the crusade going, and Taco John's is reaping, reaping the benefit of their, yeah. of their beef. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Barry Westrom of Taco John's doesn't uh, see the chain giving up the trademark anytime soon. We feel obligated to defend it for our franchisees as for and for our fans who have come to expect great deals from us Every Tuesday for the last 34 years. Ah, the battle of the of the burrito, Mackie. The battle of the taco. Yeah. Well, it was kind of Taco John's original uh, Going, slogan, right? Yeah, well, since 1989. For years and years, right? So Taco Bell just wants a little of that uh, Taco Tuesday action, I guess. Right. Not, uh, not getting it so far. <laughs> They got to name something on their menu that starts with an M or a W, and they can have their own day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to think of something for them. Hmm. Burrito Booze Day. Booze Day? <laughs> I'm tracking yeah, with it you. It works there. for your your pals. Yeah, I, I'm just throwing it out there, see yeah. if it'll stick. Yeah, it's got potential. <laughs> there was a moose on the loose in Liberty Lake, Washington. I've been to Liberty Lake and played their golf course a number of times. The moose and the loose. Good memories from Liberty Lake. Camping by Liberty Lake with my dad when I was there. Oh, really? Okay. And my two brothers. It stopped by the Selkirk Middle School and peered through the glass at the front doors. (laughs) Didn't get inside, though. The uh, school posted a photo on Facebook with the caption, Central Valley School District is where everyone belongs, even a moose. It's not uncommon to see moose in the Liberty Lake and Spokane areas. Yeah, that's right. Not too far from where we lived back back in a day. Uh-huh. Moose coming into middle school. 
just uh, the whole picture of him just walking up to the doors and getting up close so he doesn't see his reflection and and peering in to see what's going on in there. Why are all these kids going in this building Who all the all time? all these little people? <laughs> Moose have that kind of quizzical look anyway. Yeah. Right? Just trying to see what is really going on in there. <laughs> Georgia Department of Drivers Services issued a reminder for driver's license applicants. This is an important reminder for all of us, Mackie. Wear clothes. We've we've preached this for many years. <laughs> the state allows applicants to take selfies for their digital IDs, which can be used with the Apple Wallet. Okay. The May 23rd Facebook post asks Georgians to keep things classy and take photos with their clothing on. Let's raise our virtual glasses and toast to the future, the department wrote. How much clothing? Well, I feel like y'all are asking a lot in a vague way, one poster commented. (laughs) I thought about this and put clothes on just in case human review was involved, another said. Yeah, so somebody thought of it and then thought, oh, somebody else might actually see this photo. Right. That's good thinking. That's some Georgia smarts coming forward there. (laughs) What have we been telling you people for? Yeah. Don't take pictures. Don't take pictures and then upload them, digital or otherwise, anywhere. It's not like the good old days of nude Polaroids, you know. (laughs) Those are online by now, too. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) What are you scanning, sir? Nothing. Nothing. We're at that point. We have some weird news here, I'm thinking. We generally do, yep. Migration is sending sharks into the waters off Long Island, New York, and New Jersey. Four great white male sharks have been detected this month near Long Island's South Shore in New Jersey. Sharks are making the annual migration from the Florida Keys. Happens every year. Yeah, water's getting a little warmer up north. And, yeah. Hey, let's go to New York. <laughs> According to shark researchers at uh, O-Search, the uh, sharks are heading north for the rich feeding grounds this time of year. Sure. Ah, yeah. Na- nature. All the rest of the fish are going yeah. north. We got to go north, cash in on all the. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's, what's up there. The mackerel migration. this time of year, is it? Yeah, I guess. Holy mackerel, there's good eating up there. <laughs> uh, well, General Services Administration, the General Services Administration. I didn't even know, I've never heard of it. But the, the GSA? GSA, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a record number of lighthouses up for grabs in uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. Are you a fan of the lighthouse? I'm kind of a fan of the lighthouse. you bet, yeah. Something kind of, there's sort of a mystique about it. It's also a unique sort of thing that is part of our history. So only certain entities like government organizations, nonprofits, and community development organizations can have ownership transferred to them at no cost. So say like uh, you're close to the uh, uh, lighthouse that's up for grabs in Pennsylvania and you're part of the local government, you could say, well, we'd like that transferred into our name at no cost. But I'm guessing there's still some sort of payment for it. 
Owners must also be financially able to maintain the lighthouse. That's going to be a big one for a lot of people. Right, sure. It costs a lot to maintain, especially uh, an older structure like that. If you want your own personal lighthouse, the GSA is offering four at public auction. Free lighthouses may also go up for auction in a in a qualifying entity, in a qualifying entity if that should be if a qualifying entity does not claim them. So, man, what a unique opportunity! Free lighthouse for the government that's local. You would think, of course, we're going to try to get this lighthouse because the tourism part of it. I mean, yeah, if, if yeah. you if you maintain it. People are going to love the opportunity. You go up here to Split Rock Lighthouse and see if take a tour. Yeah, it's see always, if you always don't online. love it. Yeah. yeah, the the touring. Uh, you know, they've of course got the uh, museum there for shipwrecks, etc. As well, mm-hmm. but I mean the lighting of that lighthouse uh, in November, <laughs> it's extraordinary, and the people show up in droves. There's lots of people going to that lighthouse all the time. So if you're one of these local uh, government agencies, I would be thinking somebody better be smart and grab those up. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I can see you doing something like that. Sure. Yeah. Then lock everybody out. I'm living here. Yeah, who's that guy? <laughs> He's the keeper of the lighthouse. Sonny, that's old Shipwreck Wild. <laughs> Why is he always painting the white, painting in November? Yeah, exactly. He wants to beat the winter weather, son. Uh, Uh A sunset spectacle known as Manhattan Henge returned to New York City on Monday. Manhattan Henge? Yeah. Okay. It happens four times a year, twice in May, twice in July. Manhattan Henge, when the setting sun lines up directly with the Manhattan cross streets occurs at 8.12 Eastern on Tuesday night. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, who coined the term Manhattan Hinge, I wouldn't brag about that too much. No, yeah. uh, Says, to get the best photos, find a spot as far east as possible that still has views of New Jersey. So you look straight down the cross street and the sun is setting. The sun is right there, from yeah. From block after block after block after block. That would be pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Lined yeah. up directly with the streets, the cross streets in Manhattan, which there's a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many drones are going to be in the air for this? Probably yeah. be a drone accident or two. Yeah. People trying to get the shot. A Vancouver bakery Phones owner. in police station. The guys are going, Manhattan Hinge, you know, call again. <laughs> a drone just crashed into my Drones building. are falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> a Vancouver bakery owner shared video footage of a strange thief. Is this, is this shipwreck wild? <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver bakery owner shared video footage of a strange thief who cleaned up after himself before taking six chocolate champagne cupcakes. Security footage of Friday's incident at Something Sweet went viral on TikTok with commenters laughing at the alleged thief's attempt to mop broken glass from the door that he broke. So he busted the door and thought, oh, man, I made a mess here. i got to clean this up. And then the culprit also left behind some selfies on the bakery's store... (laughs) Store phone, evidently. 
which I don't How did he do this? In them, he's sporting orange sunglasses inspired. Uh, Irvin is now uh, creating orange sunglass cookies so that uh, they can kind of honor this dude, evidently. Okay. Um, while the incident would usually have upset her, the owner says that she can't uh, be too mad at this guy. The media on the on the businesses, the media on the business is far more than I could have ever dreamed. Sure, she's getting free advertising and right. everything. There's no bad publicity, right? Right. So the guy breaks the door, getting in, cleans up his mess, and then steals six cupcakes. Must be some good cupcakes. And evidently checking out his orange sunglasses with a couple of selfies. <laughs> What's happening in the weird news? New information surfacing about a bear attack on a 65-year-old Minneapolis woman who suffered serious injuries in Fairview Township. Cass County authorities say the victim's dog got into a confrontation on Friday with the wild animal, the Mm -hmm. bear. The uh, woman was struck by the bear in the arm and the chest and knocked to the ground. Yeah. During the struggle, family members scared the bear away. And the victim was taken to the hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. So, Pretty spooky stuff. Yeah. That happened over the weekend. Just imagine. But it was the middle of the night, too, which I think probably the bear wasn't expecting to run into a dog in the middle of the night. Dog probably, yeah, scared it with a bark or something. Yeah. So, (laughs) but man, lucky for this lady that... uh, it didn't go any further than it did, I guess, is the bottom line. Right. Family was there to scare the bear away, at least. This is an interesting story this morning. It's uh, ti- uh, it's that time of year again when schools say goodbye to students for the summer. Some high school seniors uh, risk being banned from attending graduation. Sometimes that happens after a senior prank goes a little too far. In this particular circumstance, doesn't sound like the seniors are going to get in that much trouble. Seniors at Mead High School in Maryland are very lucky that their principal has a good sense of humor after they listed the school for sale on Zillow. <laughs> They're creative thinkers. you got to give them that, Mackie. Right. The listing described the building as half-working jail, adding all 15 bathrooms come with sewage issues. There's a nice, spacious kitchen and dining room with a private basketball court. It also said that it comes with complimentary trash-scented air freshener and water issues. It's listed an asking price of only $42,069. I don't know why they decided that was the number. Right, pretty cheap. If they're going to sell the high school, you'd think they want a little bit more than that, especially with those kind of amenities, and that's what the... uh, Spokesperson for the school said as well. The listing was removed pretty quickly, but a spokesperson for the school said it was incredibly creative advertising. But we are frankly stunned that the listing so vastly underestimated the value of a prime prime piece of real estate like this, especially one that has such amazing amenities. I can't imagine that there isn't going to be a rush of bidders to snap on this, according to the spokesperson. He added that uh, since no one was hurt, there is no property damage. No punishment coming. Just a good laugh for everybody, I guess. <laughs> That's good. Well, a lot of you probably saw the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. A couple of drivers involved in a scary crash, and a tire popped off one of the cars, flew over a fence that protects the stands. 
Uh, luckily, the tire hurtled over the entire grandstand, didn't hit any fans. You've seen tires go into the stands before in the Indy 500. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, well, the cars are going, what, close to 200 miles an hour. Tire's going pretty fast when it gets to your lap. Yeah, right. Luckily, the tire hurtled over the grandstand, didn't hurt anybody, but came down on the other side of the stands and landed directly on a car owned by race fan Robin Matthews. Oh, man. The car which was in the parking lot is a white Chevy Cruze that Robin has nicknamed Snowball. In an effort to make up for the damage to her car, Indianapolis Motor Speedway President Doug Bowles invited Robin onto the racetrack after the race to take pictures. Nice. Special behind-the-scenes VIP experience. Also involved Robin getting to kiss the bricks, the famous uh, bricks at Indy. Yeah. Um, Doug also loaned Robin a replacement car to take home because Snowball needed to be towed away. While dealing yeah. with the car repair is never fun and can be a hassle, Robin is in good spirits about the whole ordeal. Everybody thankful nobody got hurt. Robin thankful for the once-in-a-lifetime experience. And uh, Doug was able to deliver uh, that to her. So, How do you tell your insurance about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, was at the races today, and uh, yeah, a tire came off one of the cars, and... Uh, well, I think yeah. that you guys are going to have to look at this. It's fairly, you, fairly yeah. well damaged. Did you guys watch the Indy 500 yesterday? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the way you introduce it. Yeah, and Jeff. if you're at the back, you know you you're at the back of the stands. Or I, I can kind of see you pulling in, you know, because Indy 500, the parking lot is gigantic. Oh yeah, you're going sweet. We are in the front row. Yeah, we got a nice close parking spot here. Good parking space, and then yeah. a tire flies off and smashes your vehicle. <laughs> Snowball is destroyed. Got uh, quite a controversy going in the art world right now, Mackie. Yeah. An 1882 painting of a famous Scottish poet and his lover has raised conspiracies about time travel. Some people see the couple passing off an iPhone in the painting, while other viewers are convinced it's a it's a Bible. Well, history books reveals that the two lovebirds made plans to get married while engaging a Bible, or exchanging a Bible, excuse me, across a flowing stream. That's what the history dictates that the painting says. But some people are saying they're handing each other an iPhone. Right. Which seems to be what is happening in the painting. Other uh, century-old paintings have also been accused of sporting modern technology amidst historical scenes, but there's always an explanation for the miscategorizations, it says here. Yeah, a lot of time travel, a lot of multiple universes in the uh, like People's the Marvel, the Marvel multi universe. Sure, maybe that's it. Yeah. You know, handed off an iPhone in 1882 there in the in the uh, painting. But in 1882, who are you going to call? Yeah, no coverage. Only one phone. <laughs> So you know, you had some maybe you had some functionality, you know. You got your iPod on there, maybe you know that kind of thing. Snap some photos, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, electricity, you better be in the right spot in 1882 to be able to charge it up. Yeah, where are you plugging in? Yeah. <laughs> Mac, a weird news story or two. Complaints lead to no sex signs on Zeeland nude beach. 
After receiving 30 independent complaints about visitors having relations on the nude beach, goodness sakes, local representatives in the Dutch province have implemented new signage banning sex on the public beach. Who knew you got to throw up a sign? Yeah, got to have that have the signs up there. <laughs> the mayor expressed concern mm-hmm. uh, coming from families that witness groping. And people scoping the beach for potential lovers. Groping and scoping. Mm-hmm. Um, Starts con- with the nudity, doesn't it? Concern. Well, I would think so. Yeah. That's what they're scoping. <laughs> you think? Uh, uh-huh. Once you're nude, there's a lot of groping, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, concerns led to with the new signs popping up. One frequent beachgoer who's enjoyed the nude beach for the last 14 years said they've never experienced any problems with promiscuity in their tenure there. Really? Hmm. But even so, the signs were there to stay. You know, does that say something about the person who's been going for 14 years? I've never had any promiscuity there. Or? And the, but all the, all the scopers are going, yeah, we know. <laughs> Not everybody's got the beach body. Is that what you're saying, Mackie? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm even uh, using myself as an example. I might <laughs> be a guy. Uh huh. Fourteen years of that, and mm-hmm. fourteen years of no thank you, sir. <laughs> a bakery in Connecticut knows that you shouldn't overmix your dough, open the oven door too early, or frost a cake before it's completely cooled. They know all of that stuff. Right. Now they've learned another lesson. You shouldn't necessarily leave the cupcakes unattended when there's bears in the area. Workers at uh, Taste by Spellbound in Avon, Connecticut, they got an unexpected visit. A large bear entered the shop through an open garage door and ate five dozen delicious cupcakes. (laughs) Five dozen? Yeah. You know, can't settle on just one. Right. Uh, workers say that they were getting ready to load the cupcakes into a van for a delivery and briefly left them unattended. They returned to the garage and saw the hungry bear munching on them. Eventually, another employee drove up to it, honked the horn, which scared the bear away, and the bakery shared video of the bakery uh, brewing, they say here, brewing bears, uh, on its Facebook page. So we'll try to find that video and post it for you. But, yeah, yeah. better than eating the people, I guess. But there goes the profits, Mackie. The bear just ate up five dozen delicious cupcakes. Sixty cupcakes. Boy, that was a tasty snack. Little snack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder if they do this every day. Yeah, he'll be back. You can count on that. <laughs> All right, a woman was riding in Disneyland Splash Mountain. She suffered a panic attack. Oh man. That prompted her to climb out of the ride's log and walked down the stairs to the entrance. The woman was not injured, and it was unclear how theme park officials uh, responded. Splash Mountain opened in 1989. is now closed for renovation. It'll be reimagined and named after the uh, star of the Disney movie The Princess and the Frog. When work is completed, it'll be known as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Ah. That's not as good as Splash Mountain. Not as easy to say. No. Probably not as catchy. So panic on the ride and just get can't, out and can't be the first person that's ever said I can't do this. No, got not, out for sure not. 
When a flight attendant asks you to turn off your phone during departure, the best thing you can do is cooperate. Right. Turn off your phone. The worst thing you could do is argue with the flight crew, spit on passengers, and then leave the plane down the emergency slide. That's probably the worst thing you could do. That's right up there. But that's what happened here. An American Airlines passenger flying from Buffalo to Chicago repeatedly refused the flight's crew's, uh, flight crew's command to turn off her phone as the plane was taxiing on the runway. She became irate, it says here, got up from her seat, walked to the front of the plane where she continued to argue with crew and passengers. She allegedly spit on a passenger, took out her phone to record the encounter. So she's recording the encounter? Hopefully somebody else is recording the encounter, too. Well, you know they are. Once she became aware that police were uh, called, she pushed a flight attendant, opened the front exit door, which activated the emergency slide. Man. Taken into custody and arrested. The plane had to be taken out of service. Passengers forced to book other flights. Yeah, all kinds of chaos ensues after an incident like that. Wonder what all that costs. Oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give her the bill on that. Uh, you know, delay of flight, re, uh, resurfacing the plane to get it back in the service, all the money that's been lost on people not being able to make their connecting flights because this woman was freaked out about having to turn her phone off. Right. Man. That'd be a good uh, movie scene, though. You, you could get the good, good audience response. Say it's like Sandra Bullock or somebody like that as yeah. the flight attendant. Okay. Woman's going crazy, won't turn off her phone, so... Just kind of distract the crowd and then punch her right in the nose. <laughs> the audience would cheer. <laughs> yeah. And so would everybody on the plane. Mm -hmm. Look that way. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Or now, now you turn know, your phone off. You, know, you can turn your phone off now if you just want. have an accountant sitting at the front of the plane, kind of counting up all of the details. <laughs> you know, and then as the passenger is taken off in cuffs by the police, hand them the bill. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You owe us. $40,000. <laughs> and all these people, tickets to wherever their location yeah. is.